When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday where... International football is coming to an end and real football can return, which is always a very, very nice thing for those of us that don't really enjoy the international nonsense. So uh, we saw last night Harvey Elliott score a couple of belters for England under 21s against Northern Ireland. Harvey was man of the match. Tyler Morton also had a very good performance and Gerald Kwanzaa, Looked really good at the back, forming an all Liverpool or all Merseyside um, centre-back pairing with Jared Branthwaite of the Ev, who maybe we should throw an offer in on. He does look a hell of a player. Um, In South America, Darwin Nunes continued his excellent form, scoring twice for Uruguay as they beat Bolivia. Great to see Darwin having such a positive international break. Two goals in his, sorry, three goals in his two games while away. Um, He looked really, really good last night. He really, really did look the business last night. So uh, that's always a very big positive for us, considering we very much need him to continue that form as we move forward. Uh, Brazil took on Argentina. And Alison Becker took on Alexis McAllister. Argentina would win 1-0. Otamendi with the only goal of the game. Jolington sent off late on for Brazil. Probably speaks a lot about where Brazil are right now when players like Jolington are getting game time. Uh, Brazil looked hilarious defensively. Argentina went back to much more of their World Cup winning formula. The 4-4-2 with a boxy kind of midfield. Uh, Giovanni Lo Celso starting. The only real difference in this team as opposed to their World Cup team 
was that Lacelso came in for Rodrigo de Paul. Oh, not for Rodrigo de Paul, for Paredes. Paredes was the one who misses out. Um, Rodrigo de Paul played centre midfield with Enzo Fernandez. Alexis played off the left as he did at the World Cup. And Alvarez partnered Messi up front. The back four was the back four. And the goalkeeper was the goalkeeper. Allison played behind Marquinhos and Gabriel, who's had a bit of a nightmare a couple of games. Um, they had Emerson Royale at right back again. That kind of speaks to where Brazil are, that the backup right back from Spurs is starting. Uh, Carlos Augusto played left back. He's a, a decent player, but wouldn't be necessarily somebody you'd think of as um, a Brazilian international. Andre and Bruno Gomerich played in central midfield. It was not a partnership that worked. And of course, Diniz been the clown that he is. He decided to take Gomerich off when one of them needed to be replaced and left Andre on, despite the fact that Gomerich is the superior player. Rafinha, Rodrigo and Martinelli behind Gabriel Jesus in what is not a forward line that would scare many people, despite all four of them being very talented individuals in their own right. The balance just isn't quite there. Um, What else took place last night? Oh, I didn't even check to see if Colombia played. So we can have a look and see if Colombia played last night. I genuinely don't know if they did. Uh, it looks like they did. They played Paraguay and they beat them 1-0. Rafael Santos Bore with the only goal of the game. Uh, Luis Diaz did start, but he did not play the whole 90. He was taken off on 81 minutes. Uh, Alexis was also taken off. Darwin was also taken off. Ali played the 90, but he's a goalkeeper, so he's not running a whole lot. Um, So all four of them now will travel back. The hope will be that they can get a couple of days of training in. They get back today, train tomorrow, train Friday, and hopefully be good to go against City on Sunday. On this is Anfield then. Um, Obviously, they've got some preview stuff ahead of the Manchester City game. We won't get into any of that. You can go and have a read of of what they've written. This is the big game. Obviously, it's the the kind of the two best teams in the country over the last however many years going head-to-head. But it's early in the season. It's not a must-win for either team because there's 25 games to go after that. But it would be a nice marker to lay down. Uh, There's a piece about Jürgen and substitutions. There is a piece about different Liverpool fanzines, which is really good and well worth your while uh, having a read of. Might jog some good memories of days gone by. Uh, Luis Suarez has lauded Darwin Nunes as one of the best, a mixture of everything, which is always good to see uh, Luis giving, giving positive Uh, words on Darwin. I think it does help Darwin's confidence as well because Suarez is somebody he looks up to. Um, Virgil and Cody both played for the Netherlands last night as well. There was some some rumours, some reports that Virgil wasn't going to play, but in the end, he did play. Uh, Curtis Jones says he'd like a song. Trent is a song about being the scouser in the team, and I think Curtis would see himself as even more scouse than than Trent. So uh, he says he'd like a song. 
because he doesn't feel left out, but he would like a song of his own, uh, which I think is absolutely fair. I've heard my name sung around. I'd like a song. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Yeah, I'd like a song. Uh, it's actually the 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 podcast he did for the official Liverpool podcast, the We Are Liverpool podcast, is actually quite good. So do do give that a, a good listen when you get a, a chance. Um, there's a piece here about Liverpool and Hungarians pre-Sabozlai. And uh, it's not all that pretty in terms of uh, reading. Now, Jack Lusby's done a really good job at putting it together. But when you see some of the names, you, you do just kind of think, oh, yeah, not ideal. But some of them, I mean, some of them had real talent and went on to have decent careers elsewhere, just not at, at the level of, of a Liverpool. Um but it might be it might be a, a market that we start to dip back into again. There's a few good Hungarians now starting to appear. Obviously, we had that that agreement with MTK Budapest years ago that brought us the likes of Christian Nemeth and Peter Galaxy and uh, Christian Adorian. He was there for a while. Um, Andrew Simon was over, or Simon was over. We did have a we did have a bunch of them that came and went, but Dominic is the one that will stick. Um, just on the on the sorry, moving on to Liverpool.com, they're once again selling us on some hopes and dreams and trying to make things about us that aren't about us. But you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, Liverpool transfer target has already made Pep Guardiola suffer in perfect audition. Uh, this piece put together by David Comerford. And according to football transfers, Liverpool would have an interest in Ansu Fati. I, I definitely think there might be some truth to it because he's a really good player and he's a good young player with huge potential. But I wouldn't put any faith in football transfers. Um, yeah, so that piece is about Ansu Fati. So well worth your while. Uh, giving that one a bit of a read. David's work is always very good. That's why we've had him involved in Anfield Index in the past. Uh, Real Madrid could do Liverpool a huge favour with ideal Jurgen Klopp air in Chelsea repeat. So Real Madrid are being linked with a move for Roberto De Zerbi. Now, the idea here is that they get De Zerbi and that leaves Alonso for us. And I, I can see the logic in it for certain, but the thing is timing. Like, even if De Zerbi goes there summer 2024, Jürgen's not scheduled to leave Liverpool till 2026. There's every chance that De Zerbi's not still at Real when Jürgen leaves Liverpool. There's every chance that Alonso has moved on and gone somewhere else. I mean, the Bayern job will probably come up again in 18 months. It's Thomas Tuchel. He'll fall out with somebody. Or maybe he'll fall out with everybody but we know he'll fall out with somebody. Um, so Bayern is definitely a job I think that would interest Alonso, and I think he's a manager that would interest them. So, yes, I can see the logic to this, but, again, might be wishful thinking. Um, Harvey was booed while playing for England last night, which was which is quite funny. Uh, let's see. 
Jurgen Klopp's biggest strength just got even better as Liverpool threat improves. It's a piece about Andre. Not sure why he's going to Fulham. Um, he's been going to Fulham all along. Said that people didn't want to listen. People wanted to have big cries about it. But it is what it is. Kids going to Fulham. Like, just make the most of it. If he goes there and does really well, maybe we can look at him again. But he's not a player that makes sense for us right now. We need a defensive midfielder. That's not what he is. He's a very good passer of the ball. He's very good at dictating a game. Uh, but we have players that do that. We have Alexis McAllister that does that. We have Trent who does that for us. We have Thiago in theory. Obviously, he's likely to leave, but even if he leaves, we're still going to be loaded with number eights. Like Dominic, Curtis, Gravenberg, Alexis, like that's four. Stefan Besetic is an eight, despite people want to miscast him as a six. Harvey Elliott gets miscast as an eight. They're six. But that's six. Tyler Morton could come back and maybe he becomes a squad player. They're seven. Like, we can't sign any more eights. We don't have the space for them. We won't have the games for them. Bobby Clark will be an eight. There's eight of them. <laughs> like, how many do you want? You've got now four teams worth of number eights. All different shapes and sizes. All of them do different things. We don't need Andre. We're not missing what Andre offers in our squad, as good as he is. And he is a good player. There's no doubt. But he's not what we need. What we need is a six. We need a defensive midfielder. We need a ball winner. We need someone that will shield that defense. Someone that will give our eights a platform to play off. Someone who just win the ball back and give it to Trent, give it to Alexis, give it to Dominic, give it to whoever. That's what we need. We don't need Andre. For signing someone from Brazil, Gabriel Mascardo is the one that makes sense. He's only 18, so he's a prospect, but he makes sense. He's a pure number six. He's really good as well. He makes a lot more sense for us than than Andre. If we were signing someone from that Copa Libertadores final, Ezekiel Fernandez would make a lot more sense than Andre because, again, he's a proper number six and he's a very good one as well. But I think we'll look closer to home. We'll look for somebody a bit more proven. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe we did kick the tires on Joe Polina. I know his age would count against him normally, but... It has been pointed out he doesn't have a huge amount of miles in his legs, doesn't have a huge minute count behind him. He's already proven himself as one of the best in the Premier League. I would say he's of holding midfielders, of of defensive midfielders. He's probably a top five defensive midfielder. Your Rodri's the clear number one. Bubakar Kamara, Czech Decore. Paulinha and Thomas Partey would be the next four. You could, Casemiro, obviously, but he does look washed. Like he does look really, really washed. Um, they would be the next four. Then, I mean, Yves Basuma, you could include in that group as well. He's very much on their level, but. The Spurs midfield is basically two lads who do a bit of everything. There's not one designated defensive midfielder. 
Basuma is probably the more defensive of the two, but that's because Matar Sar is excellent at going and searching the ball out, doing more of the Kante role. So Basuma's reining his game in a little bit, but they can swap. And Basuma can go and be more of a hunter. And Sar can sit in. So, you know, neither of them are really playing as a pure defensive midfielder. Neither of them are playing as a six. But Basuma would be in that group. He's an outstanding player. Um, I mean, Caicedo's more than good enough to be in that group as well. He just He's not playing well at the moment. And he needs a little bit of adjusting to what he does. Kamara makes a lot of sense for us. He really does. The more you start to look around at who might be available, I mean, there's some talk of Bruno Gamerish, but he doesn't really fix our problem as brilliant as he is. He's an eight, been miscast as a six, and he can get away with it because he's bigger, stronger, and faster than, say, Alexis or Andre would be. But he's still not quite right defensively in that role and still not getting the best out of him. But you look at someone like Kamara, six foot, so he's, you know, good size. He's good in the air. He's quick. He's a great tackler. Reads the game brilliantly. Benefits hugely from the fact that he came through at Marseille as a centre-back. Also benefits from the fact that when he broke into the first team at Marseille, he was playing left-back. So he had to learn to be a lot more comfortable on his weaker side. So he has become quite two-footed. He can receive and pass off either foot. 23 years of age, turns 24 actually tomorrow. So happy birthday to him. So from an age profile, he fits really well into Alexis, Trent and Dominic and Curtis and Gravenberg. He fits really well in with that group age-wise. There's some talk that there's a buyout clause in his contract for Champions League clubs. Now, obviously, we're not a Champions League club at the moment, but perhaps by next summer we will be. I would rather address the situation in, the, in January if we could, but if it meant waiting for someone like him, I'd be on. I'd be on board with that. He has had some injuries. That's definitely a bit of a concern. There is a, a problematic ankle that he's injured a few times. But when you look at his injuries, broken arm, you're not going to worry about. A couple of ankle issues at Marseille. A muscle tear, it's the only muscle problem he's ever really had. Then a knee injury just after joining Villa. And then an ankle injury later in the season. That one that repeated itself. So you could mark it down as two, but I would say it was one injury. So he's had three different angle, ankle issues. Now, it hasn't been the same ankle both times. Two of them are on one. But they're the two more serious issues that he's had with his ankle. But I, I think from a defensive point of view, you're not going to do better than him. Like, he is the ideal shield to put in front of our defence. He's... He's the Fabinho replacement. And a a couple of years ago, we were talking with him on the Transfer Committee podcast about him coming on board as almost a utility player, can play right back, centre back, left back, holding midfield. He could be like a a massively upgraded version of Milner. But since Villas-Boas 
moved him into that holding midfield role at Marseille because the, the, the knock on him was as a centre-back at six foot, he's a little bit too short for Liverpool. But Vias Boas made the decision to put him permanently in as a holding midfielder at Marseille. And he has just gone from strength to strength to strength. And I still have not figured out how Aston Villa managed to sign him because he absolutely could have gone to a Champions League club. He turned down Atletico Madrid to join Villa. Now, I assume he's on huge money. Uh, Reports are it's about 150 grand a week. So he probably would want a little bump on that. But given his age, his profile, the potential for growth with him, I, I do think there's huge room for him to go up through the levels, especially at a club like ours where you'll have Ibu and behind him, Alexis and Dominic either side of him, and players like Mo and Darwin ahead of him. But he has stood out for me this season. I think him and Douglas Luiz, Luiz have been brilliant. He won't get you excited from an attacking point of view. He, he's largely a non-factor in the final third, but his passing numbers are solid. 88.2% uh, pass completion rate. Good on short passes. Great on um, medium-range passes. Not a great long passer, but doesn't try too many of them. Knows his own limitations. You look at the defensive numbers, they're all pretty strong, above average. Stops a lot of dribblers going to the middle of that Villa team, which is something that was a distinct weakness before he got there and when he's been out. Doesn't get a boatload of interceptions, but that's because he has understood that interceptions are a massive risk and not a risk worth taking a lot of the time. But... For me, I, I think he'd be a really good a really good get for us. I think he fits in perfectly. So if we were willing to wait until the summer for him, I'd be on board with that. I think I think that's the type of move that makes a lot of sense for us, given there isn't another Rodri out there. Like there's nobody that you'd look at who's sort of 19, 20, 21 and think in two years, that's Rodri. There isn't one like that. But we don't need one like that. Kamara is more than good enough. Kamara can be Fabinho in a couple of years at our team with our players around him. I have no doubt about that. Rodri's on a bit of a different level. Like, Rodri's better than Fab ever was. But that's fine. That just, you make up for it in other spots. You've still got a great holding midfielder. He's just not as good as somebody else's holding midfielder. But then their centre-backs aren't as good as our centre-backs. Their goalkeeper's not as good as our goalkeeper. Their full-backs, well, their right-back's not as good as our right-back. Their left-back is better than ours, but you don't worry too much about it. They don't have Mo Salah. You know, different things like that. We They have advantages in some places. We're going to have advantages in other places. As long as we don't have a weakness, and you'll never have a weakness in that position if you've got someone like Bubakar Kamara. Um, that was a little tangent that I wasn't expecting to go on, but there it is. Uh, moving on to AnfieldIndex.com. Um, myself and Carol did a scouted pod, which came out yesterday, I think, uh, where we went through the best and worst, uh, sorry, the, the best teams of, sorry, the, our, our, our personal best 
Premier League eleven from the nineties to two thousand and the twenty tens, and our most disappointing team of this year. So, so that's been turned into an article as well. There is a piece about the new leadership group at Liverpool, a piece ahead of City. Um, there's a piece based on the latest Minefield podcast, Alan O'Donoghue talking about the multi-club model, which is very, very good. There is that Minefield podcast, which is always, always excellent. So make sure you give that a listen. Uh, there is that Scouted that I mentioned. So give that a listen. We've recorded two more Scouteds, one for City, and then one where we went through all the questions that we've gotten in Discord over the last little while. And then there is that. So those two will come out. The City one probably today or tomorrow. I'm guessing the one where we did the questions will come out post-City game. And now that I think of it, we've kind of answered the questions that Andy Wales put in because they were about the City game. And we said in that pod, which is a bit screwed time-wise because obviously it comes out afterwards. We said we'd talk about them in the City game. We kind of answered them, not specifically, but kind of. Um, yeah, and there is that under-pressure pod that I mentioned yesterday, which is always a good listen. So there you go, folks. That's what we have. I will be back tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.